welcome to the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we are a team and T podcast. My name is Sergio. I am your host. I'm here, as always, with your other host, Jeff Hubbard. How's it going, Jeff? Hola. <laughs> it's going really well, Sergio. How's it going for you? Fantastic. We haven't spoken in about two weeks, and uh, uh, you know, well, we're following our we've recorded, but like we've spoken here. Oh, and there. that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. You know, because we are friends. We're not just podcast buddies. That's right. We have a packed show for you today. As, us- as usual, we have our news segment. And we have our main segment, which this time we're talking about the 87 cartoon. A nice chunk of episodes from season four, which in that chunk are some buttes. I'll tell you that. Oh, yes. Uh, but... That's just kind of a teaser for later in the episode. We do have a couple of segments that we got to get through first, though. Jeff, what's first? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Yes, sir. Uh, so as always, uh, my idiot self has been ordering stuff and buying stuff left and right. Uh, the, the 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 simple and easy one. Uh, I, I was I was at a local Walmart uh, and they had a they had one of the reissued party wagons. Ooh. And uh, the, like those things look really cool, you know, because they're pretty much identical to the originals. I, like I'm not going to open it because I, I don't do that. But the packaging has all the original art on it. Uh, and I actually have my my box from my my old like, you know, 87 party wagon. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about posting a couple of pictures showing uh, here's what's changed. Because a lot of the wording is the same on the two boxes, the old box and the new box. Uh, the old box has some kid with a mullet on it playing with it. They they oh. did not include mullet kid on the new reissue, oh, which is unfortunate. <sighs> Would have been really funny if they just found the same kid and took a picture of him now. With, with like a wig. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about Playmates in a few minutes. But th- these these... Outside of the party wagon, which seems to be a pretty good re, re, reissue, I also bought the Leonardo reissue because that's that was you know at a store, mm-hmm. and like apparently Playmates is just flooding WalMarts with these things because they've been restocked four or five times apparently. Yeah, and I still have only found one turtle. Oh wow, uh, that was Leo, and these are not good reissues, man. They're not the really the, yeah the heads look dumb. Ooh. Like they're like good enough, I guess. But there's, they, they chose to go with like a soft head, not like the original soft heads, but like a softer head. Yeah, so, like the original soft ones were like, of course, the quality of plastic, you know, material was much better. Like um, the, the, their entire, the entire figure except for the head is kind of glossy, you know. Yeah. But the head is like a matte finish. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's it, the, like the, the the real benefit to these these new reissues are is like the card art. Like the card art is the original card art on the yeah. front. The back is very reminiscent of of the original stuff. So the, they're someone over there is making good decisions. It's just not <laughs> in the figure departments. I never understood why they made soft wit, soft head. Uh, versions in the first place you know i don't know like i I, weren't those like the first ones released like the first run was yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um 
don't know. Maybe it was like a manufacturing issue and they just hadn't gotten to where they could do hit the regular heads yet. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. It's a very odd choice. Uh, do you want to know what else I got, Jeff? Yes, I would. Okay. Um, do you remember reading Lee's Toys Review mag- magazine? Yes. I bought so many issues. I loved that magazine. Um, and a price guide in the back, right? Honestly, I don't. I didn't check the back. It's been um, a really long time since I've delved into those, and I, I don't think they make them anymore. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know anything about Lee's Toys Review. Like I could be wrong. Like legit, I was I was searching magazines on eBay because I want all of the old, you know, Ninja Turtles magazines, the actual ones that are Ninja Turtles magazines. But I I also kind of want all of the covers the Ninja Turtles were on through the years. Uh, what this is, what I got was a Lee's Toys Review number eight or 183 from the year 2009. Oh, that's... Or, I'm sorry, 2008. 2008. Fairly recent. Fairly recent, you know, 12 years ago. Can you imagine what's on the cover? 2K3. Nope. No? No. I'm shocked. Right? This is basically a review of the original, the first run Ninja Turtles NECA figures. Oh, snap. That 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 Mirage, uh, you know, created with them. That's right. And it's cool. It's cool. It's it, like it's really cool knowing now that NECA is like blown up with Ninja Turtle stuff. And it's kind of the biggest line they have right now. Mm-hmm. Seeing articles written, you know, 12 years ago when they when they first dipped their toes into it and 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 talking about their collaboration with Mirage to get it done. It's a cool little read. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, hey, go buy it. And I didn't pay much for it. It was like 10 bucks. I probably got a copy somewhere. <laughs> uh, the, the the weirdest thing was seeing an article about Funko. And it not having anything to do with pop figures. Oh, wow. Because this predates pop figures. It was all about bobbleheads. Oh, man. It's like a, it's a blast from the past. Yeah. So I got that. Let's uh, continue on the magazine train. Um, I ordered. So I'm trying to complete com- complete my, my TMNT, the magazine collection, right? Yeah. There's like 13 of them or something like that, and I have like 11 of them, and I just recently got issue one. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, issue – the thing about magazines is they don't, re- they, they don't really have the same distribution that a comic book would. Yeah. So like your, your first issue is going to be a limited run on, on a comic book. If it's popular, they then, you know – print more blah 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 blah, and those first issues are worth a whole bunch of money magazines are kind of the opposite they print a buttload up front of issue one to try to snare everyone in on the you know the the, the magazine stands mm-hmm. so the premiere issue of team and team and team magazine is kind of everywhere it's not hard to find at all i just have never owned it mm-hmm. uh, it took like a month to come in because it was sent media mail and the post office was taking forever um, oh, but wow. But I've got it now. That's good. Uh, and 
you know, all of these have like a little comic in there by Jim Lawson. Like they're very much created in conjunction with Mirage, which is really the reason I wanted them. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the cover on the the first issue? Uh, The cover it is there. The the turtles are in an alleyway. It looks like it's a it looks like the covers by Michael Dooney. Maybe I think he did a lot of the covers. I know he did a lot. He did the um, the posters in the middle. Oh, those posters were so good. Yes, they were. Yeah, I know, I know he did all the posters. Uh, let me see if I can see. I'll just send you the link to the auction that I won. So I think. Oh, I've got that issue somewhere. Cool. don't know what condition or where it is, but, <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, so so oh, I, I wow. bring this up. Because I, I'm missing two issues, right? Uh-huh. And these two issues never come up. Like, they never pop up on eBay. You can't just go somewhere and buy them. Like, I can't... They're hard to even Google. They're so rare. Mm-hmm. And let me see if I can get, get the actual dates and stuff on this. Uh, saved searches. Yeah, I've set up eBay to email me whenever one pops up. And they have yet to email me one. Um mm-hmm. Fall of 92 and summer of 93 are the only two issues I don't have. Hmm. So if anyone has any, any avenue to track those down, please reach out uh, to us on either Facebook or, uh, or Instagram. It's literally the last two things I need for my collection. So fall of 1992, summer of 1993. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a couple more. No, nope, I got one more thing. One more thing. And this is th- this one, I think, is going to widen your eyes there, buddy. Oh, OK. Have you ever heard of the Roosevelt's? No. So the Rose, the, the Roosevelt's is this this clothing company uh, on the Internet that is. Uh, it's spelled R.S.V.L.T.S. So it looks like results. But apparently it's pronounced the Roosevelt's and they just sell like really high quality button up shirts and uh, uh, like swimwear and, you know, just just stuff that's extremely overpriced. But it's overpriced so they can give you really cool stuff. Right. Oh, wait, didn't aren't they the same ones that did the Ace Ventura shirts? That's very possible. I'm going to send you I'm going to send you a link of what I bought and then I'm going to explain you what it is because I know you know what it is. Okay. Do you remember the Do you remember the iconic Turtles sheet set from the nineties? Yeah, the bedding. The bedding set. Yeah, the sheet set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Roosevelts got, I guess, the license to that bedding pattern, and they're making button-up T-shirts or not button-up oh T-shirts, but button-up shirts with that pattern. That's great. It, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. It came in today. It's Super duper comfortable, and it better be. It was sixty five dollars. Yeah. Um, and now that I look at the the website, all sizes are sold out except for extra extra small. So I bought it at the oh. right time, man. But it, th- yeah, it's like limited edition prints of turtle stuff. They have some other turtles designs, yeah. but obviously I'm gonna go with the <laughs> the retro sheet set design. Oh yeah. Because th- through the years, I've like I have those sheets somewhere in this house. I've always thought, man, I should contact someone who can turn these sheets into a shirt. 
Yeah. Now I don't have one. to. Yeah, I don't have to. Uh, it's real cool. Uh, I'm going to try to include a link to this. If you're extra small, you can probably pick this shirt up, or they may, I don't know if they're limited edition or what. Uh, I think they are. Um, but I'll, 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 I'll link this so you can see exactly what it is. It's beautiful and comfortable. And the stupidest thing I bought this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, now that we know what's in Sergio's box, um, I guess we need to find out what's in our box, right? Yeah, we got a mystery box in the mail. Yeah. So a um, buddy of ours, uh, Russ, from the Tomes of Evil podcast, uh, he, he messaged us on, on the Twitter, and he said, hey, um, I'm sending you all a present. What's your address? So I, you know, I, tr- I trust Russ. So I, I sent him my address, and he I sent us. So. I said, I sent us. He sent us this box, and uh, I promised him. Is that it ticking? It, no, no. Okay, it's, good. It clearly has. If you can hear that, it has some packaging in there, so that's good. So yeah. whatever he sent it isn't damaged. It's not. Uh, it's not very heavy, so it's not like it's like a like a huge book or anything. It's not like a paper a hardback. So so it's it's box shaped. Um, and I have some scissors here. I'm going to cut it open because we pr- I promised him that I wouldn't open it until we were recording. Yeah. And uh, I-, I turned on the video on this this call so Jeff can actually see what's in the box when I open it. So, so much excitement. I'm very excited. Uh, wh- hey, wh- while I while I uh, while I open this plug Russ's podcast, folks, if you haven't already checked out the amazing podcast, Tomes of Evil. Uh, where Russ talks about bad guys from comics and all types of other stuff. Or is it mainly just comics? I think it's comics, but, you know, who knows? Like, once he runs out of comic bad guys, who knows what he's going to do? Yeah. Um, Amazing podcast. We've been on twice. Uh, Most recently, we were on the Shredder episode so if you have not checked that out yet please do and uh give him a a like subscribe follow on all them social medias uh and uh podcast platforms yes uh i concur Uh, speaking of shredder um the the box that he sent has a little little doodle of the shredder on it because uh as as we both know uh russ is a huge shredder fan yeah he has dozens of Shredder figures, uh, and and he's, he keeps sending us pictures saying, hey, look, here's my updated collection. So uh, He's building an army of Shredders. Yes. Uh, I've cut the box open. I haven't opened it yet. I, do we want to guess before we actually look at this? Man, I can't even, like, because is, is, books are ruled out. Um, yeah, it's not, very, not, it's not very heavy. I'm going to say it's some sort of action figure. Ooh, figure or two or something because okay. it, it does have padding so he obviously didn't want something to get damaged right uh and knowing russ it's probably something shredder related uh-huh. so are we ready yes okay here we go okay all right it's, it's in a kroger bag it's wrapped up yeah yeah Always check the extra wrap. Oh, wait, it's wrapped up in that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what is this? What? What is this? What is this? 
It looks like some sort of shredder. It looks like albino shredder. Alb- albino shredder. Or wino shredder? <laughs> it is from 1997, Mirage Studios. This is a shredder. This is this is a shredder. I don't recognize this shredder. I've never seen that before. It's white. I'm gonna have to do some 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 research because this is that is cool. Or wait a minute now. Or is that Dragon Lord? I don't think it's Dragon Lord. Look up Dragon Lord while I because there's more than one thing in this box. That thing's cool. What else we got in here? All right, more packaging. And one more. It's Dragon Lord. It's Dragon Lord? Yeah. That's awesome. He looks so much cooler than the freaking... <laughs> he, he does. He looks way cooler than he actually looks in the show. Yeah. Oh, there's two Dragon Lords. That's what they are. Oh, nice. Yeah, we each get a Dragon Lord. Yeah, we show, yeah. Oh, there we go. See? Dragon Lord number two. Nice. Why does he look so much like Shredder? That's so weird. They probably started out making Shredder and they're like, oh, wait, we need to probably do something different. Yeah, I. Wow. Wow. Well, Russ, we, we thank you. These are, these are beautiful, and I, I kind of wish. I kind of wish this is the Dragon Lord we got because this yeah. doesn't look like Dragon Lord at all. Look at this. Uh, it almost it almost looks like what Shredder would look like if they if they uh, mixed him up with Lord Zed. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the packaging and everything. Well, Russ, we thank you. These are gonna go into the collections. That was really cool. That's cool. I'm so glad he sent us two of the same thing. I didn't want to have to fight you over whatever was the best of the two. Yeah, like, <laughs> now we don't have to fight like, uh... He's treating us like siblings, is what it is. This is great! This is great. <laughs> well, again, thanks, Russ. Like, that, that, was, that was a dynamite little package that you sent us. Uh, Jeff, before we get into news, do you have anything you want to chat about that is, I guess, what's in Jeff's purview? Uh, uh, mm, oh, that's that's a new one. Um, <laughs> well, if uh, if you guys remember from uh, last time, um, I had gotten in a um, the Super NT from the good people at Analog. Um, that is basically a HD Super Nintendo. It's built from the ground up to be basically just that, with lots of different video options and audio options and all kinds of other bells and whistles and cool stuff. And even I discovered a built-in Game Genie, uh, uh, which is pretty cool. So you can do codes and all that stuff if you want to. Um, But over the past uh, two weeks, I I fired up uh, Turtles in Time, and I got my settings adjusted just right for that the perfect – maximum amount of screen uh for the image with no loss of pixels no stretching no squashing any of that crisp beautiful quality um and it looked and played and sound sounded amazing um there's no slowdown uh which is good so i it was just really really smooth and fluid um i'm definitely going to bring it over and we'll, we'll play it one night so you can uh enjoy that crisp hd goodness (laughs) 
and maybe we can do like a like a side by side because because like that that super NT is really expensive and well I wouldn't say really I mean it's I mean it's two hundred bucks you know that's yes that's that's very expensive for a console that only plays Super Nintendo games from Europe and Japan as well as US so the matter. world is your two hundred dollars is a is a lot but it is totally worth your money. It's arguable. That's why I want to do kind of a, a side by side. Like I have the um, the Retron, right? Oh, the Retron cool. plays a whole bunch of stuff that is not um, like like basically it it doesn't do it through it does it basically through em- emulation. Yeah. And I kind of want to just plug them both into the same TV and switch back and forth between the inputs to see what the actual difference is. Oh, it's a huge difference. The 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 NT will bury it. We'll see. We'll see. Because it's not doing emulation at all. We'll see. We will see. Oh, trust me. <laughs> there will be no... We will, we will see. We will no see. comparison. Uh, okay. Well, that does it for what's in our respective boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what's our next segment? It's time for the news. What uh? What is your first chunk of news then? Uh, NECA today on the Facebook uh, teased an image of Raphael uh, tied up in tape with tape over his mouth from uh, Secret of the Ooze with a um, uh, an at. See now I can't think. Uh, Ernie Ray's Jr. Yep. And like some smiley faces with like a shh. I'm like, okay, are we teasing Turtles 2 movie figures? Are we teasing Kino? I would imagine maybe both. Like, that's a really good question. Uh, Obviously something is happening. I feel like there's no way this is not a Kino figure. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't make sense for it not to be a Kino figure. Why tag him unless you're making the figure? Yeah. Um, in that same vein, we still don't have, like, we don't have Turtles 2 Turtles yet, so maybe? Yeah, it's unusual. Uh, I do like teases. Yeah. But... I just don't want NECA to, to 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 bite off more than they can chew because they have a lot of turtles figures in in the pipeline. Yeah, and they seem to be announcing new ones every other like week, like every two or three weeks. There's hey, we're doing this person. Hey, we're doing this person. Hey, we're doing this person. You know, they need to they need to have a lull where they're not do, they're, they're not announcing anything. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me. Just a little bit of a, a break for you know everyone's wallet. <laughs> Sergio's wallet, specifically Sergio's wallet. Yeah. Um. But but again, I I do love being right, so I'm fine with this. Yeah. Because I knew they were I knew they were going to dive into TMNT two, and and that image is just a little too raff. It is a little too. You stole it. I was totally gonna. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Not quite ripe yet. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, we have been informed that the, uh, rise of the TMNT movie has been pushed back till next year. So, while I 100% believe that, what is our source on it? 
that was I believe it's like what's <laughs> the website Netflix? what's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh I'm just gonna take this as fact because Netflix has been very mum on that movie's existence for a very long time, and uh, even the creators aren't really promoting it, so it's probably pretty far out in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not vouching for the website whatsonnetflix.com. Right. I'm just vouching for logic at this point. What are your thoughts? In, again, like, if it, if it had been, like, from Netflix... Like I'm fifty fifty on this, um, you know, because you you know you want to find credible sources and stuff, you know, and for your, uh, you know, stuff that we discuss, um, and like if Netflix had come out, hey, we're pushing it back, they've been very quiet, you know, on all fronts. Yeah, like the the only thing that makes me think this there's a possibility this isn't true. Uh, is Netflix does like just saying, hey, this Saturday, new movie, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they don't feel like they have to promote their stuff that much. So it's so it's possible they just hit us with news on a Tuesday saying, hey, come in this week. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But we predicted all this back when they did their summer movie preview and the turtles were nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So, what's next? Uh, recently, uh, the first printing of TMNT one uh, graded or not graded, graded. sold for two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. 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 There. I take that with a grain of salt. Like the collectibles market right now is out of freaking control, especially the uh, with the the recent um, uh, graded games market scandals stuff that's going around. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I feel like this is just the first step in like money laundering, like. Because one one per, it only takes one person to spend a ridiculous amount of money on something. So so let, let's say you have a billionaire, right? Two hundred forty five thousand dollars is nothing to a billionaire. That's like money to you know to throw in the fire to keep themselves warm. Right, right. So I don't know who bought this. I don't. I think it's always anonymous. You know, anonymous people buying these, and they keep it anonymous for a reason, so they can preserve the value of the comic book, right? Yeah. If it comes out that a billionaire paid a quarter of a million dollars for something, then that doesn't inherently say, hey, this comic book is worth a quarter of a million dollars. That just means that person has way too much money and is spending way too much money on something. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the article that, that we were going to link here says that Detective Comics 140 sold for almost half a million dollars. Marvel Spotlight 5 uh, sold for $265 million dollars. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, which is Spider-Man's debut, I believe. Uh, yep. A, a cool $3 million. Like, this is just people with money setting the prices on things, is what this is. Yeah, and I'm not okay with that. Yeah, it's it's artificial, 
it's it, it like people are going to look back at these numbers and say, well, this guy got two hundred and forty five thousand dollars for it. I'm not going to let go of mine unless I get two hundred and forty five thousand dollars for it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're in artificially inflating the, the prices of this stuff. And at some point it's going to crash. And hopefully one of those things crashes into my lap because I still don't have this comic book. Yeah. Yeah. What do, what else you have to say? I'm with you 100 percent. It's 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 not fair, uh, you know, to your your average non-millionaire person, you know, that just really wants this stuff. And, of course, collecting this stuff is just getting harder and harder, especially in the game market. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as, as I said up front, I would not be surprised if a news article hit later this year that all of these collectible companies that are or all these companies that are doing these auctions are just fronts for money laundering. Yeah. Like that would not surprise me. I'm not saying that that's what it is. Yeah. But it makes sense. I really hope something happens. Because it's just, again, it's just, it's not fair to the market. It's not fair to us. Well, the market's never fair, Jeff. I know. It's, it's capitalism. It's, it's, it's designed to not be fair. Time um, to go to, time to go to space. <laughs> we have one more, one more peak note. Well, okay. No, we have two more. Let's, let's talk about this, this, um, the Shellbacks Artworks auction that they have going. Yeah. So oh, Shellback's no. artworks. Uh, it, if you if you remember Jeff, uh, artist Steve Levine mm-hmm. uh, from the Mirage days. Well, this this is basically his comic shop. It's not a physical shop anymore, um, but what 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 they do is through Facebook and through their their online presence, they announce uh, convention appearances, uh, co- do commissions, they sell stuff uh, at like auctions, and just just when when they get turtle stuff in, he sells it on Facebook, and it's. He's posted a lot of really cool stuff. This time around, he kind of posted the motherload. Yeah. So, so let's see. Do you have you do you have it pulled up? I do. What all is in this auction? Uh, there are uh, uh, TMNT Mirage number one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, first printings of one. Um. Third printings, second printings, no wait, okay, so, so uh, first printing of number one, uh, third printing of number one, uh, first print of number two, second print of number two, um, first print of number three, New York Comic Con number three, uh, first print of four, um, Raphael, uh, and number five, and a ton more. Um, and it looks like there, if you want the lot, the minimum bid is $35,000. $35,000. Um, At a minimum bid. Minimum bid. And it looks like it's a silent auction um, because he's not, he's, he's not saying, hey, the bid is up to this. Yeah. Um, which makes it real tough to buy this. Not tough mm-hmm. like, like you just don't know how much you have to bid to take the lead, I guess. Yeah. Um. However, or at, if you buy individually. 
It doesn't look like you can buy them individually. That would be very nice. Um, the thing is, is if you bought this for thirty five thousand, like if if that's how much it goes for thirty five thousand dollars, you will make your money back. Yeah. Easy. It, it's not going to go for that. It'll go way higher. I can feel that. Yeah. Because um, like because I could I could pay the thirty five thousand dollars. I couldn't. I well I could. I I could run up a lot of credit card debt, uh, <laughs> clerks style, and buy all of these. Keep yeah. the first printing and then sell everything else because that's the only thing here that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have the New York Comic Con uh, number three. I don't think I'll have to check. Uh, but this is a, this is a solid auction. Yeah. Uh, to 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 check it out, I go to look up Shellback Artworks on uh facebook and if you have the if you have the coin and you know throw a i guess throw a uh throw an, throw a bid in and, and then hopefully you get it the, the the real the holy grail there is obviously the number one first print mm-hmm. regardless regardless of, of 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 its grading it's like that that is a holy grail item oh yeah so hmm I want to do it so bad. I, I, I want to just say forty-two thousand, cross my fingers, and then deal with the the, the, the financial uh, burden later. I really don't want to like stroll by your house and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, why are, wait, doesn't Sergio live here? <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's just some like really nice, clean-cut family that just had a child, and I was like, wait, where's Sergio? <laughs> oh, well, I took out a second mortgage to buy a comic book. <laughs> what what was it the uh the whatever tom Selleck is selling on you know the late night television oh uh reverse mortgages yeah like that's not a good idea <laughs> like how bad how bad with money does tom Selleck have to be to still have to be hawking stuff on late night television i, just, I don't know and reverse mortgages of all things I'm like why don't you just sell hawaiian shirts i doubt there's that much of a market for that oh there is you just bought one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm Tom Selleck for Roosevelt shirts. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Well, that's that's all of the good news. Let's talk about this th- this monstrosity. Oh God! That that came across my feed today. I, I officially have not seen any like official news reports saying, hey, these Turtles Cobra Kai figures are coming in September or whatever. Like, I haven't seen any of that. These the, the, the four pictures that I posted to our Instagram this morning are the two packs that we had seen pop up on a retailer website earlier this year that include a turtle and a Cobra Kai figure or yeah, yeah, character in, in a two pack, right? And we have four different packs, uh, one turtle in each, obviously. And let's see, the, the packs are Leonardo and Miguel Diaz, Diaz, yeah, Donatello and Johnny Lawrence, Raphael and John, is that Crease? Yeah. And Michelangelo and Daniel LaRusso. Or something trying to resemble Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I don't watch Cobra Kai. 
You should. It's really good. I've been told. It, I don't like karate. Uh, regardless of me watching or not watching this TV show, this these figure sets are an atrocity for a few reasons. Do you want to give your reasons first? It <laughs> looks like something that you would find in a bootleg district. Like Karate Mutants or something, mm-hmm. you know, or... um. What would you say? What, what, uh, Cobra Tri or something? Or yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, the Cobra Tri pack. Cobra, Cobra Karate. This. Yeah, yeah. Like the the packaging looks okay. Like the like the drawing at the bottom of the turtles looks really good. Yeah. But uh, yet again, this is another repaint. Of the classic collection turtles. Yeah. And many of you have personally talked about the overuse of that mold. Mm-hmm. Of those molds. On this very show, this very year, probably like an episode ago, like two, one or two episodes ago, we were talking about how they should stop doing this. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're not stopping. No, they're not. These, the, these are repaints where all of the turtles have black bandanas, or I'm sorry, black masks or whatever you want to call them, uh, black elbow pads, black knee pads, but blue, yellow, orange, you know, or blue, orange, purple, and red wristbands. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. All of their weapons are black. Still doesn't make sense. And they're wearing this kimono thing. That's a gi. Is it a gi? Whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, they're wearing a gi. And on top of all of this, this isn't based on anything. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not. Because the Ninja Turtles are not in the show. No, they're not. I mean, with Batman, we had a, we had some established media. With Power Rangers, we have established media. Yeah. This is just, we have two licenses. Let's mash them together in one box. Oh. And and like I can't speak to the quality of the the, the Cobra Kai figures. I I don't know. I, I don't know if they've. I don't know if those are repackaged. I, I re- literally have no clue what Playmates has been doing with the Cobra Kai license. But I do know that the the scale here is way off. These turtles are enormous compared to these full-size human beings. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to use the phrase, hot garbage? Yes. Like, I don't buy these. I will lose what little respect I have left for you. Oh, me? Um, Me? Yeah. Uh, It's tough, man. It's real tough. Don't do it, man. It's tough. Like... Because one, I once I buy one paint job and see that there's another paint job, I'm gonna buy another paint job, and they just keep releasing paint jobs. So like, I have to complete my collection, right? Uh, I don't know. And and on and on top of that, I need to have some sort of record that this atrocity exists. You know, well, like like I we, mean, we look, if you get them on discount. <laughs> Don't pay full price. <laughs> Wait for him to clearance out. Man, like, I, th- I think this is just 
playmates trying to capitalize on the current collectibles boom? Yeah, they are. Like, let's let's just release everything we absolutely have at the same time, and hopefully we can we can break in some cash while people are buying action figures. Yeah. Uh, that that's the only thing that really makes sense here, because this is the one two. The fourth time they've used this mold in a in in a two year period. Yeah, at least four at, at least four times. I didn't want to spend the money. It's done. Yeah. Uh, I, and I I don't know if you saw on our on our uh, Instagram post from this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Varner Studios actually commented on it. Really? On yeah. on our page? Oh yeah, on ours. Uh, oh wow. And, uh, apparently, apparently, they helped di- do the sculpts on the uh, the Cobra Kai figures. So, ooh, Nessie, now I feel a little bad. Don't don't feel bad. Like if it's not good, it's not good. It, like, I mean, I bet their sculpts look better than that finished product. It's possible, but yeah, they they, they did they they did say, hey, we we helped with the sculpts on those. Not on the turtles. They were, they were very clear. They said we sculpted those Cobra Kai figures. The turtles we didn't do. Yeah. Um, which I guess that tells me that these are legit. You know, the, yeah. when I first saw them, I was like, this is a really terrible fan mock-up. But Varner Studios coming out saying, yeah, we sculpted those. That that tells me that these are real. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. I feel the last thing I want to say is like for us, like we're shellheads, right? These are going to be kicks to the groin for us because we expect better. We've seen better and we have seen these be re-released over and over and over and over and over, you know, to the layperson who walks into a Walmart or walks into a target or any store and sees this on the shelf and says, Oh, cool. Turtles and Cobra Kai in the same box. Mm-hmm. Like there's, absolutely an audience for this nonsense i just yeah. don't know in this current market if that audience is even going to see this thing because when these hit store shelves they're going to be bought and they're going to be put on ebay you know re- regular person strolling through a store is not going to get a chance to buy these mm-hmm. so they're going to live in this weird obscure land of people trying to resell garbage collectibles Okay, that's 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 all I have to say about these these messes. Do you have anything else before we move on? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who commented on the the, the post this morning because there are some very very unhappy fans. <laughs> Ooh, I I have to check this out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not happy, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's what we expect. Um, yeah, Jeff. Before we get to our main topic, let's take a quick break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. I'm your host, Clarence, and I wanted to introduce you to the podcast. Discussing Trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the Star Trek universe, while also staying engaged with our community of listeners. So be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper. And we're back. Hey, Jeff, what is our main topic again? We are diving into um, season more of season four from the 1987 
Ninja Turtles cartoon. That is correct. Season four. Uh, so b- before we dive in, like me and you had this this long conversation about what what exactly what episode order are we going in, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's it's real bonkers. And depending on what website you're you're citing as your source, the information can be completely wrong or completely right. Uh, so I guess we have to. P- fill in some 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 back backstory here during the fourth season of the ninja turtles the show went from being a syndicated show to a cbs television show joining the sunday morning uh, i'm sorry the saturday morning cartoons that were on cbs once a week right Mm -hmm. when it was in syndication during pretty much the entire season three it was airing every afternoon or or, or morning or I'm sorry. Yes. Or morning uh, afternoon or morning or both like it was syndicated. It could really air any time in the in the market that had paid for the syndication. Right. Mm-hmm. With it, it, literally after episode 415. So halfway through the season, the swap over was made. It went from syndication uh, to CBS. The thing is, is that wasn't the episode air order. That was just the production order. They started airing episodes on CBS during the same time they were airing syndication episodes. So like in September of 1990, there were like two weeks where the Turtles had a brand new episode for two weeks, like every day of the week, except Sundays for two weeks. And on the Saturday, on the Saturdays that CBS aired a new episode, they aired two. So we were getting seven episodes of the Turtles, brand new, every week. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's unsustainable. So what what we did last time is we covered episodes 401 through 410, which were all syndicated episodes that aired in September of 1990. What we're covering today is episodes 411 through 420. Half of these are syndication episodes, and half of them are CBS episodes. They aired anywhere from March 28th of 91, the you know the following year, to September 8th of 2019, or not 2019 of 1990. So so like there's a big gap there, just because the people who purchased these episodes wanted to get them on the air as quickly as possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. But before we go into the individual episodes, uh, I'm sure you noticed this because you were an observant fella. There is there is a clear line in the sand when it comes to which ones were syndication and which ones were CBS. And that is the theme song. Yeah, like the theme song is the same, but this is with the them. first major overhaul of the animation. Yes, and there there's a there's a few different tone tonal differences in the, between the two theme songs um a little bit yeah yeah uh i, I hate to use the phrase darker uh, but this whole season is a bit darker than season three not darker in tone like there's still a comedy it's still a comedy show with yeah. light action you know that's supposed to be a fun watch mm-hmm. but 
the antics that they get into are no longer just in broad daylight. Yeah, they're doing some stuff at night, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they're, they're actually doing the majority of their stuff at night now, which mm-hmm. is more believable. Uh, it, Which, it's a show about mutant turtles, I don't know if believable is really the goal, but right. it, it's it's more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It makes it seem more edgy. Um, and after after these ten episodes, it's all CBS going forward. Uh, and I believe it's all CBS for the rest of the show. Yes. Let's jump into the first episode that we watched. Sh- shall we? Yes. Uh, what's the name of that episode? Menace Maestro, please. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsi. Synopsi? Synopsis? Synopsis? Uh, synopsis? Uh, let's see. Wasn't Howie in a previous episode? Yes, this is a direct sequel or a continuation of the previous. Menace Maestro, please. The turtles meet Irma's boyfriend, Howie, uh, who has bought an old opera house with the intent on turning it into a dance club. The turtles must contend with the Phantom of the Floxy, as does Shredder, who's planning to get the Technodrome back to Earth. See, that's that's the short version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously a, a, a take on a, a, a weird take on the planet. not the planet, the Phantom of the Opera. I, I kind of liked Planet of the Opera. That'd Planet be, of the Opera. That'd be more exciting than this episode. It was a slog. <laughs> yeah. Cause of, cause of Howie. I don't like, yeah, I don't like Howie. Well, don't <laughs> worry. It is the last we ever hear from him. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ir- Irma apparently dumps him, maybe. I don't know. But uh, disappears. <laughs> long time. Like, where? What? <laughs> they went on vacation or something. Yeah. At the end of it, Eric, like Howie's uh, assistant, blasts off into the sky. Because he's really an alien. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I respect what they're trying to do with this episode. There's a lot going on. You know, There there's a Phantom of the Opera. There's Shredder, and he's got an energy thing, and he comes, and every... Like, the Turtles are kind of a footnote in this story. Yeah. Because so much is going on. Um, but I would... When it comes to writing, it's probably written better than a lot of the older episodes. Yeah. Except for Howie's, you know bad song lyrics they're so well written they're well written bad songs (laughs) you know like if you're if you're if you're trying to write a bad song then it's 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 meeting the goal yeah yeah uh i don't really have much to say about this one i I, there are other episodes that i liked way more that i really want to get to so yeah yeah all right excellent uh what is our next episode jeff uh, the next episode is Superhero for a Day. Superhero for a Day. So, uh, Gadget Man, an old uh, superhero, comes out of retirement after 50 years. 50 years is a long time to be retired and try to come back. Yeah. Uh, but he is tricked by Shredder into fighting the Turtles. So, Gadget Man. Not Inspector Gadget. 
No, because that would be copyright issues. Gadget Man. Although that would be a legit team-up I'd like to see. Oh, I, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Someone call Playmates. I'm sure they have those molds somewhere, right? Mm, I don't know. I'm joking. I, I don't know if they have Inspector Gadget molds, but don't, don't speak it into existence unless you want Playmates to ruin it for you. Yeah. Uh, I liked Gadget Man. Yeah, he's pretty... Is pretty doofy. <laughs> I, 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 I really like the idea of, you know, j- just some old codger who's like, you, you you don't know how to superhero back in my day. We superheroed right. Like, that's yeah. a really fun concept. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, this, was a, this was a fun episode. It's like your typical, like, hey, I'm going to save the day, but I'm going to get in the way. You know, like, hey, just go, you know, go go over there. And then, you know, you feel bad. He feels bad for a while. And then later I'm like, oh, he's actually going to save the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's like, he doesn't ever come back, does he? I don't think he does. Uh-uh. I'd like, I, watching these episodes, I was thinking, man, what, what figures are we going to get from NECA next? And I would love... A gadget man figure. Oh like wow! Belly and all. Not not pristine like in his heyday, gadget man. But like, hey, I've you know it. It's Saturday night. It's pizza night. You know, got the <laughs> got the drippings all on the shirt. You know, all that type of uh, stuff. Like, actually, make it a two pack. Like, young gadget man, old gadget man. Yeah, because like 50 years, let's let's say Gadget Man retires at the ripe age of 35, you know, like like a football player would. Right. 50 yeah. years later means this is an 85 year old man trying to be a superhero. And not a single hip was broken, um, which That's is right, which is surprising. 85 is very old. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this episode. What else stood out before we move it was on? Fun. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of finding and tracking down all the bad movies they're watching uh, because it's just fun. It's one of my favorite things about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad movie this time was Attack of the Mutant Stenographers. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess it's a silent movie. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I, I did, I did love this. Um, when um, Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady escape, they like, they got away again. Raphael's like, "What do you expect after a hundred episodes?" <laughs> All right, okay. You know, okay. Which, what's funny is that is the hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you go by air order, I guess it is the hundredth episode. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Cool. Yeah. Next up, back to the egg. Back episode four thirteen. Krang hires a multi-dimensional ringmaster who intends on making the Ninja Turtles part of his circus by using an anti-aging serum. Leonardo and Michelangelo are turned into five-year-olds. This one I barely remember. 
Yeah. I barely remember. I, I remember Leonardo and Michelangelo being adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, I only watched them like three days ago. But I guess my brain just doesn't hold on to stuff like it used to. Yeah. Uh, what what stands out from uh, Back to the Egg? Well, I mean, this isn't the isn't the first time we've had little kid episode, little kid turtles. Um, see, uh, adventures in turtle sitting. Okay. Um, where the turtles get turned into kids. Yeah. Um, but it was the I think it was Donatello. They got turned. Yeah, but they've done they've done that they've done that before. Yeah, and it's it's like it's happened in other versions, I believe. I mean, it 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 was interesting in the sense that we get somebody different. Like, oh, here's a ringmaster. I'm like, okay. Uh, and you got some kind of weird buck tooth monkey looking thing. They could shoot lasers out of his fingers as a <laughs> bodyguard guy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, his name is Grillix. Yeah. An extra, according to this article, he's an extraterrestrial gorilla-like creature. Yeah, and he's the only person. This is the only episode he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's. I just don't understand. Why do you need this this uh circus guy to write a story about turning the turtles into babies? Yeah, you don't need that. Like, you could just have Krang do it. Yeah. But but I guess if if you're in the business of making figures, you do create more things. But I don't think we got any figures from these guys. No, we didn't. Krulik. This is another one that would be a good figure for for NECA. Yeah. Eh, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> he ugly. Yeah. Uh, th- this one was fine. It was fine. It, it like I it wasn't terrible. But but again, the the thing that that really stood out was how adorable the baby turtles are. Yeah, yeah. They were like probably my favorite moment in the entire um, episode is when uh, Donatello and Raphael bring Leo and Mike back to the lair after they've been turned into kids. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting down at the table eating pizza. Like, yeah, turtles eating pizza all the time is different. You know, is 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 different, but when they're kids it's adorable <laughs> i want baby ninja turtle figures or kid ninja turtles figures that would be they made them for uh 2k3 yeah and they did uh for uh 2012 did they yeah oh now yeah I'm gonna ha- now i have to buy them jeff stop well, it well hey i got baby uh, michelangelo so there is another bad movie, Attack of the 30-Foot Salamander, uh, or The Lizard That Swallowed Pittsburgh. Oh, no, nope, that about does it. Now, this is where it gets a little weird, folks. <laughs> so, uh, episode 414, The Turtles and the Hare. So, I, I remember having this VHS. Like, it, it, it was the Easter VHS. The turtles travel to a fairy tale dimension in an attempt to save the city from Shredder's docilizer. Docilizer? Is that is, is that is that the word? Docilizer. Yeah, docilizer. Docilizer. 
while also making friends with a local citizen of that dimension, Hokum Hare, based on the Hare character from The Tortoise and the Hare. Was the docilizer in more than one episode? No. No, there. Well, maybe there was a there was another episode with a ray that did something very similar. But I don't want to give that away just yet. Okay. Okay. So this is a different thing. Yeah. It's different, but the same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You'll, Uh, You'll you'll find out. So how'd you how'd you like this one? You know, and Donatello's got a got a machine to, uh, you know, color Easter eggs. He really missed the mark by not calling it the Easterizer. (laughs) That's true. I've watched too many of these episodes to start coming up with stupid names for gadgets and gimmicks. So that's what we need to do is is take the, the script from every one of these, feed it to an A.I. Yeah. And have the AI write an episode of the Ninja Turtles. I would literally love to do that. Uh, this is the episode that ge- that that gave us the icon, the now iconic Easter Bunny, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Yeah. And uh, I smiled so big, so big when they came on screen. <laughs> yeah. Because for some reason it had slipped my mind that this was that episode. Yeah, and they popped up and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's like y- y'all ain't fooling nobody in those outfits except them kids. So funny, though. It's so funny. Yeah. And I'm so glad I have those figures. Like, it, I'm so glad that I spent the money on those because that epi- th- this episode is not very good outside of that. Yeah. But it's totally worth it for those two idiots in those costumes. Right. Uh, Hokum Hare is a terrible name. It is. But the character's okay. I don't hate him. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not, like, annoying. Like, was it Mr. Og? Or, uh, you know, other type characters? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I I feel like they kind of got their rabbit stories kind of mixed up here. Like... There's nothing Easter about the tortoise and the hare. No. But they have Hokum Hare here for the Easter episode. Uh-huh. And then he sticks around for the next episode with absolutely no reason to do so. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he couldn't go home yet. But why couldn't they just write his way home on this in this episode? Yeah. It's not it's not like he does anything super important in the next one. Yeah. And this is another instance of like a back-to-back episode, which they don't generally do. That's true. Because if you're going to replay these in syndication or, 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 you know, rerun, not syndication, but reruns or whatever, you know, you want to have that disconnect to be able to run an episode whenever without having to watch the previous one, you know, prior. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it, while we're talking about this specifically – in the next episode, Hokum does say, oh, you'll recognize me from the previous episode. Yeah. Which is a real weird thing to say in a children's cartoon in the 80s, or in this in this case, 91. Yeah. Or 1990, yeah. They're all about that fourth wall breaking. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, 
what I'm what I really dug about watching these 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 ten episodes is there's less just jumping at the action and screaming cowabunga. Yeah. You know, the jokes are written as jokes. They're not just written as these turtles are silly and they're ninjas. Like there, there's more structure to the script. There's more structure to the characters. They're, they're just better episodes than what we had seen in season three. Oh yeah. It's shaping up. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and and that has nothing to do with like a tonal shift or anything like that. They're just better they're they're actually entertaining and i don't watch them constantly rolling my eyes yeah and it's like that with like i think think some you know if you remember some of the season three episodes had this what i called the cbs style you know animation um so you know I, while those did not air on cbs mm-hmm you know, it just feels like, okay, we're, we're going to stick with this company and you guys are going to do our animation. Um, which is like, Oh wait, this is a really good animated episode. I'm like, sweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they were having to make episodes that were airing every day of the week. I'm sure they had more than one team working on these episodes. Yeah. The, the first episode where we see those disgusting, like bald men masks. Mm hmm. Was that a, that was season three, right? I believe so. So that was that was definitely within the style of the CBS okay. uh, the studio that did that. Uh, okay. Well, what else do you got for the turtles and the hare? Uh, we get to see the turtles fight a giant. Yes, we do. The fairytale land was was kind of fun. Like the jokes were good. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like when the beanstalk fell, Jack's like, "Oh, hey guys!" And I was like, uh, "Why do you chop it down?" Oh, it's every hour on the hour. The tourists love it. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm like, okay, this is good. So some of those, some of those jokes were really good, but overall, it's, you know, eh, it's you know, you know, Hokum saves the day by turning the 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 docilizer, the timid Ray, on Shredder, and I was like, okay, he's not to- he's not useless. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, are we ready to move on? Yes, we are. Uh, while we're talking about Hokum, let's go ahead and jump over to Once Upon a, T- Once Upon a Time Machine. Technically episode 15. It is. Yeah, it's tec- uh, It's episode 415. The weird thing is the, the Turtles in the Hair and Once Upon a Time Machine both aired in March of 91. The rest of all of these aired in like September and November. Yeah, so, and if you're 1990. Trying, yeah, and if you're trying to watch them like on DVD, like the turtles, the turtles and the hare is on the fifth disc of of season four, and Once Upon a Time Machine was nowhere to be found on the original sets mm-hmm. when they first came out for whatever reason. Maybe they you know couldn't find the master for that episode or whatever for whatever reason. So originally we thought, oh, this will never get released on home video. But when season 10 came out, it included Once Upon a Time Machine and uh, the Planet of the Turtleoids. So all the episodes are there. You're just going to have to, you know, if you want to watch them in order, you're going to have to work for it. So I have a question for you. Were you, you were watching these on DVD, correct? Yeah. Uh, were you watching them on 
from your set that has the entire show? No, well, I don't have the complete, like you know, the, the twenty to forty dollar box set. I still have my original, you know, individual releases, and then, of course the complete season four. Okay, okay. Well, then that so. does. Then you can't answer my question, uh, Reed, Jeff. Oh. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was going to ask you if 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 the discs in that set are identical. Like I wanted you to to, to tell me if the last disc is the one that has the, this episode on it. Oh, they have to be. They have to be. They they definitely would be repacks. They I'm going to go ahead and call that right now. You're going to Oh, wow. Look at you. They're not going You think they're going to reprint they think they're gonna pull Playmates. <laughs> they reprint those freaking uh, discs when they already have them in all the other individuals. Like, oh, let's just take those discs and put them all in this big, big giant box. <laughs> I everything in me wants you to be right. Like I want to go buy that set just to just to confirm the ridiculousness of of that. I'm gonna count up all the discs and all the individual releases that I have on my shelf, which I will scale down and make room for. You know other stuff and just get the big box. But yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I'll do some, some research. <laughs> I'm about 99.9% um, sure at this point. So in, uh, in related news, if you're buying these on digital platforms like voodoo or, or um, Apple once upon a time machine is part of season five. So weird. Yeah. So it's, everything is just completely bonkers and broken. But it's fine. They're all there. They are all available at retail, which is more than you can say about most other Ninja Turtle series. So, yep, I'm I, I guess I'm fine with it. Let's don't talk about me, Once Upon a Time Machine. Don't get me started on on that topic because, you know, yeah, uh, let's see. Set up as a follow up episode to the Turtles and the Hare. Hokum Hare and the Turtles hitch a ride on a time-traveling train to 2036, where they discover that Shredder has plans for the future New York City. Ultimately, the Turtles uh, of both the past and the future must team up to thwart Shredder before his actions cause all of time to be destroyed. So, I guess we're just ignoring the fact that Turtles live much longer than humans? Yeah. Because... In in this episode, the turtles in 2036 are elderly, very elderly. Yeah, uh, Donatello is basically going blind. Leonardo is obviously has onset dementia. Uh, Michelangelo has probably got the diabetes. Oh, uh, and and Raphael's just old. He's just old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, this is a cute episode. It's a what? It's a cute episode. Okay. Uh, I, I like it because, you know, the turtles interacting with an older version of themselves and deciding, hey, we're going to change our ways and, and actually exercise and practice the way uh, Master Splinter wants us to. Uh, seeing seeing old April and the turtles are like, oh, well, she's aged well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fun. I don't know if I like Bebop and Rocksteady recruiting their old gang to go to the future is is fine i i don't understand why you have to bring them in i mean if it's basically a a demolition man scenario where 
everybody's just like, you know, we don't know how to handle violence in the future. I guess, I guess. Oh, like, snap. Does Sylvester Stallone steal that idea from Ninja Turtles? Maybe. Hey, man, what, what year did Demolition Man come out? Get them Ninja Turtles, man, in the futures. Oh, they okay. Side note, Demolition Man holds up. That movie is great. It really is. Yeah, watched it recently, and I I remembered really liking it as a kid. And it's still really, really good. And we still have questions about the shells. Yeah, like Wesley Snipes kind of steals that movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I really liked this episode. This 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 is one of the standout ones for me. Um, but, but I do like time travel tales. And yeah. I, I, I like how silly and how contrived the time travel is. Like we're, we're going to use a use subway train to travel in the future. And then we're never going to do it again, you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Once Upon a Time Machine? It was fun. Um, it was definitely interesting. Like, again, like using Hokum is not useless. He's which, not useless, but he doesn't have to be there. Right. Like, it doesn't really. I don't know. Again, yeah. Like, why is he here? <laughs> why is he left over? My, well, was that on the VHS? That's a really good question. Like, is it if it was two back-to-back episodes just to sell a VHS tape, then I get it. According to this, it was yes. The uh-huh. the, the turtles yeah. awesome the turtles awesome Easter uh, included the t- turtles and the hare and Once Upon a Time Machine. I rest my case. But you don't. Do you think they really had that in the hopper when they planned the episode? In the original planning stages, do you really think that they took that in consideration? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know, man. And marketing people were kind of genius back then. Yeah. I don't know. I just really liked the episode. Like a lot. Um, what uh, what little nuggets you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, in the future, Michelangelo has his own chain of pizzas. Uh, not pizzas. In the future, Michelangelo has his own chain of uh, pizzerias, which is kind of cool. And it was a very important lesson uh, that Splinter tried to teach them throughout the episode. Like they were just kind of lethargic and didn't want to do anything. And he's like, it's time for training. And I was like, eh, now I kind of want to eat some pizza and stuff. And it comes back. Because the turtles see themselves in the future, and they're like, oh, oh, man. Everything that he said was, you know, so that now they have knowledge of the future that will change. I did like <laughs> did like that April was doing a report on undergr- underground crime, and the cop literally got completely just decimatedly mugged. And it's, oh, and Hokum did the traditional uh, time traveler thing. No time to explain! we gotta go (laughs) fantastic fantastic impression of hokum oh there you go oh and he made a veggie pizza so he gets loses points for that there's nothing wrong with a veggie pizza yeah i will eat a veggie pizza yeah put some belong in a salad like put get onions bell peppers and mushrooms nope fantastic nope it's it's a pizza that would agree with your stomach jeff 
No, it would not, because I hate all those things. <laughs> you don't hate them because they. Never mind. Never mind. We're not. I can't do this. the peppers either. Bell peppers. Yep. Bell peppers are literally the like. They're the tamest pepper on the planet. They're barely even a pepper. Doesn't matter. The only pepper that I like is of the doctor. Which is spice that Dr. Pepper is spicier than a bell pepper. Let's talk about son of return of the fly Two, And this is where we begin with our brand new intro. That's correct. This is where the CBS series starts September 8th of 1990. Episode 416. Uh, let me find that on my list here. Okay. Vengeful Baxter Stockman and an AI computer uh, return to Earth from a dimension from a dimensional limbo They're and capture the Z. From what? They're calling him him him. They're labeling the computer as Z. Z. Okay. All right. And capture the turtles while luring Shredder into their trap as well. So we we catch up with Baxter Stockman, who has been floating in a limbo since the last time we, you know, they banished him from from the show, right? Mm-hmm. And that 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 computer, which that computer was in the last episode, right? Like it was in the last time we saw Baxter. Yeah, I thought so. And so both of them return, and this is literally the return of the fly, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. What'd you think of this episode? I loved this episode. Um, I used to videotape cartoon episodes, mm-hmm. and I distinctively remember this episode. Really? Yeah. Watching this one and um, probably Raphael Meets His Match. Like, those are the two that stand out to me the most. Okay. Uh, let's see. This, yeah, the character of Z first made his appearance in Bye Bye Fly in the third season. So, I don't see where he comes back after this, though. This may be his last appearance. I don't think Baxter comes back again. I don't think. Again, it's been forever since I've watched all these. Nope, they come back again. Oh, good. Yep, in a season seven episode. So we'll we'll Ooh. we'll get we'll get to see those guys one more time. Nice. Uh, but I do. I, I really like this this the the the, the Z character. He he grounds the, the the erratic Baxter character a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad they didn't do what I thought they were gonna do with it. I, I hadn't seen this episode in forever. I literally did not know what was going to happen when, you know, the, the, at, at the beginning, there's a a scientist who has this chip that he lost and the chip falls into Baxter's hands and the chip is then put inside his little friend Z and it allows him to create a body out of the bottom of the computer. Yeah. And my first thought was, oh, well, Z is going to be the main bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to be able to grow real big and he's going to smack Baxter to the side and say, I'm in charge now. And that never happened. He was still loyal to Baxter through the entire episode. Yeah. Which I give them credit for. Like, it would have been so easy for, for, for him to take over and be the bigger problem. 
Yeah. I, I enjoyed this one. What about you? I really I really liked this episode. And like didn't didn't his action figure come with Z? The uh yeah. Yes it did. The the, the uh the um the NECA figure, yeah. Yeah. And the um what is it, the animalizer ray or whatever it was? Yep. Yep. Which was really cool. Um I believe Z is voiced by Townsend Coleman. That is correct. Um, just a really fun character. Like I really, I really like you know the, both of these episodes where they're both in them together because it 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 adds an extra dimension to it where, ha <laughs> <laughs> Baxter's just really stupid at this point. He really is. And so having having Z be the brains, you know, is is kind of like you know, it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice balance. Um, and we we all know that Mikey doesn't really use his nunchucks, but they keep showing up. <laughs> They're on screen. They're on screen. He's got them in one scene. I was like, oh cool. I, oh oh. In the next, they're gone. I was like, oh okay. Um. And that happens like about a couple more times throughout, you know, th- throughout this this run. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I really like that new intro for the for the new for for the uh, the second intro. Yeah, but it, it, that second intro is, is weird because as a kid. I remembered it like, you know, I watched all these episodes as a kid, so I remembered that remembered that intro. But as an adult, I didn't remember that they changed the intro. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, this is different. I remember this. It's different, but it's the same. It it was this weird nostalgic, like, disconnect in my brain of why is this different and why do I understand what this is? Yeah. So but it was cool. I, I do like that second intro. Yeah. Let's talk about Raphael Knocks Him Dead. Knocks Him Dead. I loved this episode. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Again, it's getting into that CBS good stuff. You know, like it's – it feels – and I'm going to say hoke. It feels less they, – they feel less hokey. Right. Right. And like it's, it's not a tonal shift. In the sense of like darker or whatever, you know, there's more action throughout, you know, a chunk of these episodes. Um, but I guess you know the 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 paradigm shift had to happen because like, hey, we're, we're you're on CBS, you need to you know do a certain you know type of deal to keep people hooked. I don't know. I don't know. I, like I really think it goes back to. Hey, we're CBS. We are going to need two episodes a week. Work at a slower rate or slow work, work at a slower pace. Yeah. Raphael knocks him dead. Raphael must contend with a mobster named Pinky McFingers. And we've seen this guy before. Have we? I believe so. He looked familiar. Pinky McFingers. This is his first his first uh, appearance. Oh, OK. He may okay. come back. I think he does. Uh, but Pinky McFingers. <laughs> oh, let's see. He has to contend with Pinky McFingers when he is kidnapped from a local comedy club. And in this episode, 
we meet Barney Stockman. Yep. Yep. So so the turtles or every character who sees this Stockman character, he's an, he's not mutated like Baxter. So he looks exactly like his brother. He's basically his twin with orange hair. Is it different? It's orange, yeah. Orange instead of blonde? Yep. Let's see. That may just be how they animated him that episode. Otherwise, they look exactly the same. Nope, it's orange. That's the <laughs> that's the difference. But I'm looking at it right now on my I'm TV. I'm not saying it doesn't look orange, Jeff. <laughs> but if you draw Baxter Stockman three seasons ago with brownish blonde hair and you change your animation technique by season four, the Barney Stockman, who is supposed to look exactly like him, may have a different color hair slightly. That's what I'm saying. Just just, just because you're saying, oh, no, uh, he's got red hair, or he's got orange hair. It's like, well, I guess technically you're right, but I'm not going to say that in the, the style guide of the character at, you know, Murakami, Swanson, and whatever – Fred Wolf, it said it's going to be Baxter, except with red hair. Like that wasn't like a footnote. I don't think I could be wrong, but it's not a it's not enough of a difference for that to be the defining feature is what I'm saying. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Let's get back to the point. Barney yeah. Stockman and him being so angry that everyone thinks he's Baxter is wonderful. It is. Like it tripped me up when we uh, like Donatello's, you know, pimping out the old uh, TV. And I was like, are we getting interdimensional cable? <laughs> We've already gotten that. <laughs> not yet. Or not in this episode. Yeah, not in this episode, but we've gotten it before. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Who's the, what's the first image? And I'm like, is that Baxter? Because it tripped me up. Yeah, it's, it's real funny. Like, it's real funny having Barney Stockman. Like, of all of the different scientists that have shown up on this show, they could have used any of them, but instead they chose to do an exact clone of Baxter Stockman and yeah. make a bunch of jokes about it. Yeah, and I don't think he shows up ever again. No, he doesn't. Which, <laughs> that would be a fun two-pack. Baxter Stockman and Barney Stockman in human form. There you go, NECA. <laughs> Get into the, the the Playmates repaint business. Yep. <laughs> Or just sell it as an ultimate figure with exchangeable hair. Exactly. That's it right there. Because we don't have a human version. <laughs> they haven't done human Baxter yet. That's true. They haven't. They haven't. Uh, I do like the name Pinky McFingers. I really like Raphael's terrible... Uh, um, turtle jokes. Turtle jokes. Turtle routine. Uh, I, I love all the bad jokes that the other comedians were telling. Yeah. Like this, this episode was the brand of ridiculous that I love. And old school sarcastic Raphael is the version of the character that I fell in love with. Yeah. And this is that version on display. Oh, definitely. So do you remember the VHSs in the early 90s where – they focused on two stories with one turtle in them. Like Donatello does this. Leonardo does this. This was on the Raphael meets his match VHS. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Uh, it, well, it, they're so good episodes. They are both very good episodes. Uh, what else you got about Raphael Knocks Them Dead? Uh, well, we have more bad movies. Okay. Uh, the Banana Slug That Slime Detroit uh, is the movie that Michelangelo wants to watch. Yeah, I, I really like this episode a lot. This was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and we see Michelangelo's nunchucks again mm-hmm. for a minute. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, let's jump to another really good episode. Bebop and Rocksteady conquer the universe. Oh man. Which just the, the name Bebop and Rocksteady conquer the universe has my attention. Yeah. Because of, you know, how much we love the antics of Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, let me go through the, uh, synopsis of that oh this one is short on their latest trip to earth bebop and rocksteady steal machine that makes everyone scared of everything yeah so what was the machine called in this one because uh, it's similar to that last one this is the anxiatron yeah and it's basically a ray like like a gun that you point at somebody and they just get scared of everything and they use this to they use it on the shredder to basically free themselves of the technodrome and krang he use they use it on krang and shredder and they go to earth and just start terrorizing people by making them scared of people of everything and it worked mm-hmm. on the turtles it worked on the the channel six uh news team this was fun this was v- very much a lot of fun and the, like it even has a, 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 a like a subplot featuring a fake godzilla called gorgonzilla or Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola, a giant robot monster that the first thing the Bob and Rock City try to do is scare it with their little ray. Uh, this one has Zack in it, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen that little guy in a while. No, we have not. Uh, still not a fan of Zack. Really? Yeah, really. I don't like that kid. I do. I've never liked that kid. He really he really pulls it together in this episode, though. He does. But I don't like him at all. Mm. And I don't like that the turtles are so eager to let him be a ninja turtle. And it's, it's like, hey, kid, you could die at any moment. Nah, this is Saturday morning. That didn't happen. I know. I just really hate that kid. I don't. But despite that, um, they bring him into the episode really, really well by writing. Uh, basically, they, they, they wrote into the in, into the script that the turtle comms were malfunctioning, which uh, because they're malfunctioning, both people who have turtle comms, April and Zach, are at risk of being in trouble and not able not being able to call the turtles. And all of this happens, all of the Bebop and Rocksteady stuff happens while their turtle comms are down, and boom, that's how the turtles get into the, the story and how they bring in Zack and everything. It's 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 well-crafted. I just don't like that character. Yeah. So, what'd you, what'd, what'd you think? I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, it was all over the place. 
like you had the turtles hiding in fear because they got hit by the ray. Yep. You had them shooting a monster movie halfway across town. Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady are bored. Hey, let's go play with something else. And, uh, oh, well, let's, you know, control Gargan- Gorgonzola. It's April. April's in danger. Splinter's in danger, gets kidnapped, uh, and uh, held hostage. And again, the turtles are nowhere to be found because they're, you know, they're they're cowering in the lair. I was like, man, there's a lot at stake in this episode. There really is. And again, okay. In a lot of 80s cartoons, you had really annoying kids. Yes. Mask is one of the biggest examples. I hate Scott Tracker. That kid is horrible. I hate that child. I really do. <laughs> that entire series would be way more enjoyable without him in it. But now Zach, on the other hand, in this episode... After being bullied in the first part, which was hard to see because I'm not nobody's a fan of bullying because I feel for him. I, I identify him with him, you know, as being that kid that got bullied growing up. And then he's like, I'm going to prove myself. And he he just did. He was not an annoying kid in this episode. As he is in later episodes. So you got to at least give me that. Uh, OK. At least he was useful this time. He was very useful. You know, but but you, you do kind of strike a chord there. Kids just somehow miraculously saving the day, even though they're kids, is one of the most infuriating tropes in all of pop culture. Huh. I hate it. I hate it so much. Even the Goonies? I don't like the Goonies. Ooh. Oh, that's a hot take, folks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like like the Goonies. You folks out there got that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't like Ender's Game, you know? There's there's so many others where I'm just like, ugh. Just, ugh. Anything else on Bebop and Rocksteady Conquer the Universe? I have one thing. Okay. Uh, And... This is a quote. I'm 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 not going to take credit for remembering this quote. It's on Turtlepedia, but it did make me laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, Shredder says, "You insolent idiots! How dare you try and conquer the world without me?" Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. That's a good one. We got like a uh, like down to the wire, like Turtle Van uh, racing against the train to get Splinter, which was really cool. Um. We don't get many much turtle van action, you know. That's true. And like when it revs up, man, that rev up sound. I was like, oh man, I'm 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 there. I'm pumped. I was like, go, man, go. Because this, I'm gonna go on record saying that the turtle van in the '80s cartoon is my all-time favorite iteration of the turtle van. That's not even a hot take. Like, they're all other vans pale in comparison. Yeah, like th- there's a reason the 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 2K12 like the Nickelodeon show brought in the party wagon. Yeah, in in late in a later season. So, spoiler alert: 
Okay. Okay. You didn't know that? No. Oh. Yeah, it's coming. You'll see it. It's cool. Oh, I'm excited now. Well, yeah, he's got laser cannons and all kinds of other stuff. Of course, they don't use it much, but hey, it's there. They're decorative. Yeah. They were functional on the other stuff. Or at least the one that popped out of the side. What else you got? Um, Mikey's Chucks pop up again and disappear. Mm. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that, that Zach was getting bullied by the Burger King kids? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> that one kid with a flat top looked just like one of the Burger King kids. That's funny. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on because we have two more episodes left. Yeah. Uh, we've got Raphael meets his match, which these last two are top shelf Ninja Turtles episodes, just for the record. Oh, yeah. Both of them are. Raphael oh, yeah. meets his match is the introduction of Mona Lisa. Uh, let me find the here we go. Raphael wins a place at the owner of a fast food chain's party. That's that's a weird sentence. Uh, when the yacht is taken hostage by high tech pirates, he and the mysterious w- lizard woman Mona Lisa work together to stop them. So so yeah, there's there, there's a Donald Trump parody character here. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? McDonald Crump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me pull this up on another another page here. Raphael meets his match. Okay. And Mona Lisa, it was a costume party, so of course Raphael shows up in costume as a Ninja Turtle, and there are a bunch of other Ninja Turtles as well. Uh, And Mona Lisa shows up as a mutant lizard, and everyone assumes, hey, she's a mutant lizard in a costume. She's not. She's actually a mutant lizard. She was mutated by nuclear-tainted water when trying to fight the techno-pirate. What was the pirate's name? Well, she was trying to sabotage. Uh, she was trying to sabotage. Yeah, well, Captain Filch. Captain Filch. Yeah, his his <laughs> his operation. Trying this, to sabotage the sub. Yeah, yeah. Phineas Filch is his name. I swear. Like, if this episode aired in 2021, I would assume that this was going to be like a spinoff. Yeah. Because. I could totally see Mona Lisa getting her own TV show where she's this aquatic uh, superhero who fights Captain pirates. Filch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pirates. I'd watch that. I'd watch it. Like, I want that. I want that as a comic book. Yeah. Like, I absolutely loved this episode. I watched that. Uh, I recorded it over and watched it over and over and over. But this is one of my top favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah, this this episode is great, and Mona Lisa is a great character. Uh, the the setup and premise, and the, uh, again, focusing on Raphael is 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 fantastic. I like when they take a turtle, break them apart from the from the group, and you know have him have his own adventure. It's 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 a welcome departure from the norm. And yeah. It, and four seasons in, they need that. They need it desperately. Oh yeah. Like the only thing that I'm still scratching my head about, like, why did she turn into a to a lizard? Like there was no lizard on the sub. She didn't. You come don't know that one. You don't know that. 
I mean, you know, that just kind of there's that little plot hole there. Like, oh, that's, nuclear... not, a, that's not a plot hole. <laughs> it's not a plot hole. You know, that's, and and besides, like that is something that you explore in her in season one of her show. Yeah. Because she's having like an existential issue. Why am I a lizard? And so, like, there's a whole three three episode arc where she finds out that she, her uh, her her family is is like related to distant lizard people. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're that's not a plot hole. That's just something they can fill in later. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I don't think Mona Lisa comes back. She does not. This is the one and only appearance, which is. I think it was a huge waste that yeah. they did not bring her back. But she got a spot-on accurate action figure. Yes, yeah, her action figure's cool. Uh, and and she does go on to to appear in other versions of the Turtles. Yeah. So so we're not the only people who think Mona Lisa's cool. Yeah, like that. The the pairing, the writing on this episode was just great. Like the whole time, like it was so weird because like I watched Venture Brothers, and Captain Filch sounds like. Almost sounds like the pirate from Venture Brothers. So the whole time I was expecting, like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of tripped me up. It's not the same voice actor, though. But. Ah, uh, and yeah, he's only in one episode as well. Yeah. So this, yeah, this, this, this little self-contained, like, Raphael adventure is kind of great. It is. And we get some action. We get some pretty decent action. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raphael has a pirate hat at some point. He's like, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, we have bad movie time. Uh, okay. They're really laying on these bad movies. Uh, this time it's Bugzilla versus the Snail Monster. Yeah, this episode was a joy. It, it really was. Just having turtles fight pirates. It's just great. Anytime it's not Shredder. D- yeah. Th- I, th- okay. Okay. I was going to say, despite this having pirates in it, this episode's a joy. Yeah. Because we know canon. Sergio hates pirates. What, wait. Was that because you were bit by one as a child? At a no. No. It's because park? they suck. They no. suck and they don't make any sense. But hey. Fine. <laughs> despite this having pirates in it. This episode was great. Huh. I still think you were bit by one as a child. Arg. Arg. We loot and pillage. Okay. Okay. Well, moving on to episode 420 slash the evil turtle from Dimension X. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Oh, there we go. Bebop and Rocksteady use Krang's new mutagen on Bebop's pet turtle Slash so he can do their housework for them. Slash runs away and is conned by an irritated entrepreneur into framing the TMNT. So this this episode goes a lot of places. We obviously get the debut of Slash, the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see another mutant ma- you know, created on screen, but we also see... Another Donald Trump parody? Yeah. In an episode like back to back, which is real weird. This one's this one was named Donald J. Lofty. Yeah. 
I don't remember, like, of course, as a kid, one does not remember usually those types of things. So I was like, I don't remember. And look, we're not political. We're not getting political at all. But, like, I don't remember him being a big deal back then. Oh, so. uh, well, in, in the in the 80s and 90s, Donald Trump was just seen as, like, the portrait of a rich person. Like, oh, oh man, I wish I had Donald Trump money, you know? Yeah. And that's pretty much all he was back then. So it makes sense for if, if, if the writers of the Ninja Turtles want to invoke the thought of, oh, this person is, like, stupid rich. Let's reference okay. Donald Trump. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Donald J. Lofty is trying to what, – what is he doing here? He's trying to turn the the uh, the sewers into apartments? Yeah, I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah, he's trying to turn the sewers into apartments, and he has to do – he is trying to get the turtles evicted from their, <laughs> their, their lair by nice. framing them around town doing crimes. <laughs> with chartered accountants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Like the, it, it's it's such a weird premise, and and it's it's weird that the slash story is also about underground New York real estate. Yeah. You know, it's 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 bizarre. It's cool. I love this slash. Uh, I don't love yeah. how he looks. He looks real dumb, but I, I love how dumb he is and how he is so obsessed with his binky. Yeah. What'd you think of, of, uh, slash the mutant, the evil mutant turtle from dimension X. I enjoyed this episode. The, the animation took a back step. Um, so it looks more like kind of like the Fox style. Um, it wasn't Fox. It was in syndication. I know, but still, it looks it doesn't look like the you know our previous couple of episodes that were more on point. Um yeah. you know, they're trying to find their footing. Um I enjoyed the episode like I'm gonna echo that sentiment. I did not like his design at all. Um but when he's angry, his brute strength, like that was that's definitely something to be, you know, worried about. Yeah, um, he he was wrecking shop, man. Yeah. Like all over the place, like just a couple of hits and like April's van was like crushing in on her. Which was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I do like it when the when the turtles have like a bad guy show up and they just get the get waxed. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And 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 so like this is actually the first appearance of Slash. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I did some research before I got started because I wasn't sure. Uh, this is the first appearance. He was then in the Archie comic in a different, like a, like a, like a different version, like a year later or half a year later. And then the action figure was based on the Archie comic, not yeah. the not the TV show. Which is good because that's a good figure. That's a great figure. Probably a top ten figure for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then Slash has come back in several different iterations. Like he he is now kind of the fifth turtle that isn't you know on the team. He's he is the the bad turtle yeah. until he's the good turtle. And 
he's one of those characters that gets a lot of we need to do a spotlight on slash we haven't done one have we no we have not we need to do a spotlight on slash because he, his character goes a lot of places mm-hmm. so hmm. he apparently does show up in this series again so we will see him again um with, with way more intelligence i hope so no that's the episode like he's super smart is he yeah Oh, okay. Really fun episode. Cool. Uh, what nuggets do you got? Um, let's see. Not really so much as nuggets, but like probably one of my favorite moments is when uh Donald J. Lofty is trying to frame the turtles, and you've got all the the guys in turtle costumes, and I was like, "All right, go commit crimes." I was like, "We don't." We we don't know any. <laughs> Go hold like, up a bank. We don't have a gun. <laughs> we we can't crack a safe. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, what do you know? Embezzlement. <laughs> and I, dude, I was just rolling. I was like, this is great. That was like one of the best parts of that episode for me. We, we only know white collar crime, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, again, another underutilized character. I'm like, you know, you got an evil mutant turtle. Use him more than two freaking episodes. Right? And it's like, stop. You know, it's like, look, we love Shredder and Krang and them. But, like, it. the CBS series started to kind of veer away from that. You can definitely tell with these, you know, chunk full of episodes. Um. But again, it was just it just felt like wasted potential. I'm like, hey, if you're trying to sell an action figure, hey, put Mona Lisa in about five or six episodes, you know? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. I'll give you that. Uh, so. w- w- one thing that I just appreciate for you know all of these episodes is Shred- Shredder didn't take a back seat for the entire like ten episodes that we watched, but he had less of an impact than he'd had in season three. Yeah. Season three was shredder after shredder after shredder after shredder. And in this, they actually wove in some, some fun alternatives to him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, you know, the next 10 episodes that we watch because the past two were like really good. The last two chunks have been really good. Yeah. It has its highs and then it has its lows and then it has its highs again, you know, just like, anything but like in the you know of course in the 80s would you have that cookie cutter like oh well we've got one villain for the entire show you know or at least on he-man they they wove in a whole bunch of other different characters and it wasn't skeletor in every freaking episode <laughs> even though i freaking love skeletor you know yeah but with decepticons and transformers you pretty much have one bad guy you know for the main hall yeah yeah for, or Thundercats, you know, and then you just sprinkle in a, a, a menagerie of other types of, of characters. But yeah, this was a, a nice a nice break in the monotony. So that's it. That's the second chunk of season four uh, of the 87 Fred Wolf produced television show. Uh, it's getting better, man. It's just I would almost suggest like not watching season three. 
Yeah, I mean, there were some, you know, use our 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 uh, reviews as a guide. Yeah, watch watch the good episodes. Kind of skip everything else. There's just so many episodes. Yeah, so many, uh, and and most of these are pretty good. Yeah, in season four. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you do you Jeff know what we're talking about next time on Shellheads? Um. More comics? You are correct. Oh. Uh, do you know which ones? IDW? I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Let me double check. Yes, sir. We are diving back into IDW. It'll be the sixth time we've done so. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, issues 33 through 36 and the Turtles in Time miniseries. Ooh. So uh, we, man, I wish we could move through those much faster because there's so many issues and we're only on like issue 36, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll move stuff around. Yeah. Uh, now, before we go, uh, I do want to plug our Instagram page again. Uh, definitely visit the Shellheads podcast Instagram page. I want to call out Lexi D. Uh, username Starry Shark. On Instagram, uh, she had some kind words to say uh, about the podcast and uh, specifically about the podcast that we did uh, about the fan creation, fan created works. Uh, we're doing those and I always wonder what episodes people like and what people you know don't like. She really likes those episodes, so we're going to keep doing those. Cool, cool. Yeah. So so again, thanks, Lexi D. Gracias. Uh, uh, if, if you want to reach out to us on Either of our, our social platforms, please do. We're on Facebook and we're on uh, Instagram. Jeff, before, before we get out of here, where can you be found, buddy? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brendan Mississippi's premier arcade. Um, we're hosting Smash Brothers tournaments every Saturday night. Um, uh, if you've got what it takes to uh, you know compete... Uh, please come out and join us. Don't forget your mask, of course. Um, uh, we have hundreds of games to choose from, um, from Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, vintage arcade-style games, uh, including uh, Metal Slug, King of Fighters, Windjammers, you know, all that great uh, classic 90s-era uh, arcade goodness. Um and more so, and and please come out and join us. Um, uh, you'll find something that you've probably never played before, and might be even become your new favorite. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? Well, Jeff, here's where I usually plug Reality Breached, right? Yeah. This time I'm not really going to do that. I'm going to mention it, obviously. Um, follow you can follow me personally uh, on basically all social platforms under the same username. It's at L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's my Xbox Live profile name, my PlayStation profile name. Uh, I even have that.com. If you Google L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X, I come up all over the place. So just follow me. I I say stuff sometimes. It's not always Ninja Turtle related, but... I figured, why not? Like, I'm, I'm always talking about the same thing on these things, so let's switch it up a little bit. Okay. Um, but that's it. 
that does it for episode, what, 72 mm-hmm. of Shellheads. Uh, I thank everyone for listening, and please tune in next time. We will be talking about comics. Uh, and as always, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.